1: Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. Proverbs 28:20. 20. A faithful man shall what? Oh, say that with me. A faithful man shall abound with what? And he that maketh his to be rich shall not be. Say it again: a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Uh-huh. Okay, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19 to 24. Let's read that quickly. After, oh, let's go together. After the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy. Then, verse 22 He who has also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things enter into the joy of your lord Verse, okay i think 23 is fine okay so we are seeing people who are with blessings through faithfulness can you see that that the man with two talents abounded with blessings i will make you a ruler over many that's abounding with blessings through faithfulness then the one with uh, five talents came he said i will make you a ruler you have been faithful over a few things i'll make you a ruler over many things abounding with blessings that has been the the uh, the broad series we have been running which has been going on for i think almost two months now abounding with blessings through faithful what say it abounding with blessings through what stewardship Stewardship. that means that if we show ourselves faithful god is committed to about a blessing our lives Wait, abundance of all kinds, okay, abundance of opportunities, abundance of doors to do the work of God and to uh, uh, establish souls, abundance to receive financial might and power, abundance of all good things. That shall be your testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, but for the past three weeks now, we, we are still under the series, but we, are branch, we branch off into what we have captioned, past the test, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 to 19, Hebrews 11, 17 to 19, this is what the Bible says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who receive received the promises offered up his only begotten son. That, the, the word there is by faith, when Abraham was tested, somebody say, Abraham was tested, Okay and if you are the children of Abraham then likewise are we going to be tested also we are going to be tested because we are the seed of Abraham and whatever happened to our father must of necessity because it was good it must happen to us that's what the bible says in the book of Isaiah he said look unto your father Abraham for i called him alone i blessed him and i increased him look unto your father Hebrews also tells us we are to be followers of them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. Abraham was promised by God. Abraham received the promise of God. And so when we follow Abraham, we are likely to end at the same place. Genesis 22 verse 1 to 3 tells us about how the test was. Hebrews gives us a summary, but Genesis gives us a detailed account. How difficult was the test? Was it an easy test? Was it a test you could just walk over and smile through it? It was a very difficult test, but the man passed it. And that's why I know that in this service, any test you are dealing with, any place you find yourself, grace is released upon you to pass the test. In the mighty name of Jesus, if there is a marital challenge you are dealing with, receive grace to pass it. Financial challenge, receive grace to pass it. You are raising a child, you have a difficulty, receive grace to pass it. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, Somebody shout, I receive, I, receive. I, manifest. I manifest. Okay, so we said that, that the test we are to look at is the test of faithfulness. There are many tests Abraham went through, but in this context, we are looking at the test of faithfulness. Somebody said the test of faithfulness. Because according to 1 Corinthians 4, 2, he said, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. If you are a steward, then the test you must pass is the test of faithfulness. And scripture gives us three kinds of faithfulness tests every man must pass. Somebody say three kinds of faithfulness tests. Three of faithfulness tests. All right. That is not the only, but these are core ones that reflect on the others. If you are faithful in these three areas, I tell you, in most other areas of faithfulness, you will pass it. But if you are unfaithful in these three areas, any one of these three areas, in most other areas of faithfulness, you will be found wanting three of them. We find that in Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. Luke 16, 10 to 12, he said, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is, also, is unjust also in much. Verse eleven. Therefore, if you've not been faithful in righteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you've been faithful, if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will come give you what is your own? Ask your neighbor. Do you want your own? You want your own. Then, be then be faithful. If I wanted to single this message out and give it a unique title, I would have asked you a question: Do you want your own? Praise the Lord. Do you want your own do you want your own but because it's a part of the series we call it pass the test and this is pass the test part three where we've looked at three kinds of faithfulness the first one is faithfulness in little things somebody say faithfulness in little things, in little things. and then the second one according to uh, uh the, the where we read luke is faithfulness in many things somebody say faithfulness in many things or faithfulness in money matters. Then number three is faithfulness in other people's things. Somebody say faithfulness in other people's things. Now, while going through the week, the Spirit of God was giving me how to work this thing out. So I, I, I will go to the third and I will come back to the second one. And we'll do that one multiple times. That's why I need to finish the test. The, the, the third one, the third one, I'm hoping to finish it right this morning. Amen? Amen. And so, we are going to be looking at faithfulness with other people's things. Now, last week, when we were ending this one, we looked at seven things that you can do to pass the test of faithfulness in little things. Everybody will have that, that test. Somebody say, You will have it Amen. if you have not been tested yet. Or oh, say it. If you have not been tested yet. Been tested. In little things. Be expecting it. Yes, because it will certainly come. Yeah, everybody will go through the test. The test where your money is not enough. The test where you have begun life and you, you and your wife and your one child or two children are in single room. All of that is a test of little things. A test where you have a great dream. A time in your life where you have a great dream of setting up your own business but you will start as a, a little cleaner in somebody's company that is a test in little things i'm not communicating here there's one gentleman here i love and I have so much great respect for that gentleman he's in a life touch ministry that is an outreach service unit presently he's in school at um Kintampo. he's in school in Kintampo. now this guy i met him in life at the time where he's, he was a cleaner at glory line Take. that's how he started he started as a cleaner there today is in school and now those of you who know that gentleman i'm talking about when he goes there now he's not a cleaner he's in the office now or oh, oh, adding value to himself now he's going to school by the time he finished school and continue of course under this anointing he can only go up yeah. Yeah. i'm not communicating here yeah. yeah i don't know what he's aspiring for himself but if he's, he wants to be a dentist we will push him yeah. praise the lord yeah. The grace of God in the house will make a dentist out of him. Whatever he wants to do. Every time I see Joe, I'm excited. Because that is a man who began somewhere and is going somewhere so little things is something that everybody will experience and how you handle it will determine what will be the outcome of your life this church started in the classroom last two weeks i was telling you that we used to meet our midweek service we used to do it on the corridor of their school that's what we used to do we arranged a few tests and we used to be doing it there That's where we used to be. And it was all fun. It was all excitement. And today, here we are. We are sending somebody to the international community to begin a work there. Something that began on the corridor or in a classroom is going places. Am I communicating here? Now, it takes faithfulness faithfulness, being there, being consistent. One shop you started, instead of being consistent, you go there, you have, you have started the shop. It's not even five years. Every day you are not there. It's your, some small boy that is handling the shop. He doesn't even know how to talk to customers. He himself will not come and open the shop early. And then you are saying you don't know why God has not prospered you. I know why. You are not faithful. When you are faithful, God will increase you gradually. Faithful. Faithful. If you are operating a tabletop shop. If your time of operating is six, by six you should be there. Yeah. If you are selling cocoa by the roadside, by six. By the time six people are passing, you are not there. You are not faithful. Am I communicating here? It's, this is not working for somebody. This is working for yourself. You are not faithful at the work you are doing. A faithful man is always there. A faithful man is consistent. A faithful man is reliable. what they are looking for you, they, they will find you at your place. I'm communicating here. So we said you have to be faithful in little things. How do you show faithfulness in little things? Number one, understand that little things are God's launching pad for greatness in his kingdom. Somebody say little things are yes. God's launching pad yes. for greatness in his kingdom. Yes. Then we said that little, we must learn to respect and recognize and respect small beginnings. Learn to rec- re- recognize and what? Respect small beginnings. I said that little things or small beginnings will always be despised and mocked by failures, detractors, and non-achievers. Number four, we said handle small things with a great deal of responsibility and dedication like you would if it was great. Now, imagine that Malcolm was for you. What time will you get to the shop? Yeah, you own Malcolm, You'll be there early, but now your small potential Malcolm business. Better than TV, No, akoda be 12. Oh, sorry, Now, 10 you on panel, so left, right, center. Oh, uh, you are no afraid, boy. No, a bobby, and what friend? What do you show? And yet, your hands are lifted. This year is my year of grace. I see increase. Listen, that's not how you see increase. With that kind of lifestyle, you maybe see decrease. You was because you are not faithful. I'm not communicating somebody here. Now, number five, we said, be diligent and nurture small things into greatness. Be diligent. Don't be lazy. Most people are very lazy when they are doing small things. They are very lazy, very slothful, very sloppy when it comes to small things. Number six, be patient with God, with yourself and the process. Don't go and take a loan that will kill you before your time. Small business operate a small. Am I communicating here? yeah you are do yeah you want to start something You say my i need a capital of five thousand who will give you who will give you find some 500 and turn it around make it 700 come and we'll add 300 and make it thousand am i communicating here faithfulness 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 and then of course number seven we said resist the temptation to compare yourself with others at the time you are starting others are harvesting are you here with me at the time you are starting, others are uh, harvesting. And so if you compare yourself with the person who is harvesting, I mean, now you are going to school, and Pastor James is a practicing medical officer and a pastor. You, you are a schoolboy or national service person. You look at his car and you are, you are, you are wishing and desiring, when will I have this kind of car? You are a fool. Yeah, because that is not what you should be thinking about now am i communicating here if you are looking for anybody at all to compare yourself look for another if you want to even compare yourself another service personnel or somebody who has finished national service and is waiting am i communicating here not somebody who has worked for three four years you are just married and you just married uh, three months four months one year ago and you went to visit someone who has been married for five years. You saw the sofas in their house. No, I think our sofa is, uh, we have to change it. We have to change it. And then you create unnecessary tension and pressure in the home. Because you are comparing yourself with somebody who has been in the journey for five years. And you are there two years. Ask him where he was, when he started. Am I communicating here? When they first started, the kind of sofas they have. You see, people have... High blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, God didn't give them. It's their foolishness that brought it upon them. Cardiac arrest is their foolishness. They're taking so much pressure on themselves when they are not. Yeah, You just started life. you started earning money. Wild, wild ambitions. You are buying land here, you are buying land there. you are buying this because by the time I'm 40, something, I must have all of these assets. So you don't have time for your family, you don't have time for God, you don't have time, you you can't even think of giving something to God, because every money must be saved and accumulated because you want to buy something in your name. Do you know that people build houses and they never live in it? If God does not give you life, that thing you are rushing for, you will rush to get it and you can't even enjoy it. Allow time to work with your life. Am I communicating here? Faithfulness with other people's things. Now, he who is faithful in the little shall be faithful also in much. So, when you are faithful with little things, the benefit you gain is much. Somebody say much. Say much. Every kind of faithfulness you demonstrate comes with a certain result. When you are faithful with little things, you see much. So, if you are not seeing much in whatever you are doing, it's most likely you are unfaithful and you need to check it apart from demonic forces you have to contend with them you have to check it most of the time africans and african christians are good at addressing the demonic forces but we are not good at dealing with the personal responsibility issues it's easy to blame it on the devil than to take responsibility am i communicating here okay so that that is key and then the next thing is if you've been faithful in what is another man's who will give you your own so if you must have your own, the Bible says you have to be faithful with another man's. Okay? So to have much, be faithful in later things. To have your own, you have to be faithful with other people's matters. Are you here with me? God uses your faithfulness with other people's things to qualify or prepare you for your own things. Somebody say, God uses my faithfulness uses my faith. with other people's things With government things, with my company's things, with my pharmacy's things, with my law firm's things, with my carpentry shop things, with my fashion designer things. Say it, with my clothing or fashion designer things. To prepare me and qualify me for my own things. In this life, may you have your own things. May God give you your own things. May God give you your own house. May God give you your own hospital. May God give you your own law firm. May God give you your own pharmaceutical firm. Can I have a a believing amen here? The key is what I'm going to put in your hands this morning by the grace of God. Let's see a man who understood this and became that. Genesis chapter 39 verse 1. And I'll read till about 19, and then I'll just walk you through. Now now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who are taking him there. Then the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian, so you can succeed in another man's place. Can you see that? He succeeded in another man's enterprise. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Verse 4. And so Joseph found favor in his sight and saved him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So he started as a houseboy. Faithfulness in little things. He became overseer in many things. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Now, let's go on. Thus, he left all. Now, somebody say, he left all. He left all all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now, this is a very serious statement. He left all. Everything. Everything. He left all. Can you be entrusted with all? Can your boss hand over the checkbook to you? And hand over the phone that brings the alert every time. Momo phone. And hand over the email that receives the alert every time uh, debits are made. And say that the next one you handle it, there won't be auditors. Can you? When all of that is left in your hands, what will happen? (laughs) Just think about that. Now verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. Somebody say longing eyes. eyes. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. Now follow this. He is referring to the fact that his master has left all in his hands. He said he doesn't know what is with him in the house. That means, Joseph, into on taking stock. Now I want you to follow it. No stock taking. He has stopped it because Joseph is there. <laughs> he doesn't know. And he has committed all that he has into my hand. Verse 9. There is no one greater in the house, in, in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Praise the Lord. Now this is very, very important. Joseph has everything but not Mrs. Potiphar. Did you see that? Yeah. He has everything. He said there was nobody in the greater than everything is under my care except you. You asked for you, he didn't add you. <laughs> Can you imagine where you are? <laughs> when the things that have not been added to you come to you, adding themselves to you, you just say, Abemwe, <laughs> now let's go on verse. Verse number 10. So it was as she spoke to him day by day that he did not heed her to lie eh, with her or to be with her now this this is another point that came to me but god may share it with my team i may not share it with you but if you are going to be faithful you need to know how to deal with that aspect because what the woman was doing was not just one time he said longing eyes longing means long long eyes any time, Joseph Namfiobi, I Nambi and anything that is <laughs> long nice. I'm just using my imagination, you know. <laughs> but if you look at it, the Bible says she said it every day, day by day. That's pressure. A lot of people are not faithful with other people's sins because there's a lot of pressure on them. But because there's a lot of pressure, pressure on us. Am I communicating here? But it happened about this time that when Joseph went into the house to do his work, none of the other people were there. That she caught him by his garment, said, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment, blah, blah, blah. That's where the accusation started. Praise the Lord. You see how Joseph became a great man by faithfulness. Praise the Lord. He said there's no one greater faithfulness in handling small things. Joseph did not start with the whole household. I'm sure that when in Potiphar's house, there were compartments. So there were servants who handled his laundry. There were servants who washed dishes. There were servants who were cooks. There were servants, all kinds of servants. Because Joseph was made the leader of all the servants. You remember when the woman, the day the woman decided to strike, she made sure that no other servant was there. So Joseph was not the solo solo servant in the house. But Joseph was distinguished, became great, By being faithful in his little corner and moving on. But, (laughs) this man is an epitome of how we need to manage other people's things. Joseph, Joseph, before you say amen to the blessing of Joseph, receive grace to live and cultivate the character of Joseph. Receive grace to cultivate the character of Joseph. And I tell you, when you have that character, you won't even need to pray for the blessing of Joseph. It comes automatically. Yes. I've told you in this too many times that there are many things people pray for. They don't have to pray for them. Have you heard me say that? Yes. Too many things. And you see, when you are in Christ, too many things are at your disposal that you don't have to pray for. But there are certain required responsibilities that once you fulfill them, those things they, they begin to manifest in your life. How do I handle other people's things? How do I pass the test of faithfulness with other people's things? Number one, I must learn to treat and handle other people's things like I would my own things. So learn to treat and handle other people's things like you would your own things. Okay, now imagine that the business was for you. How will you treat it? Okay, so you go to the consulting room and while you are there, Consulting for some three hours, four hours to get additional money to what you receive from your government side. While you are there, you are making all kinds of uh, phone calls, making all kinds patients come and you negotiate with them on matters. You redirect some of the patients and some of the surgical procedures to another facility where you have a great cut there. I'm not communicating here. Doctors, are you here with me? Yeah. Because some of the, the, the bosses are wicked. So, if you meet one of such, and you are also wicked, you'll find a way to help yourself. But listen, if Joseph had, had helped himself, he would have missed the help of God. And it was the help of God he needed most in life. Am I complicating here? Now, the man who even promised to help him forgot him. So, if God had not helped Joseph, he would have perished in the prison. But because he refused to help himself, God helped him. That language, God helped those who help themselves, is never true. God help those who can help themselves, but will rather trust Him for His help. That's what grace is about. Grace is God making available for you and to you what you couldn't generate by yourself. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I'm not communicating here at all. All right, so that's key. Learn to treat and handle other people's things like you, you would your own things. You have been given a shop to handle. When you go there and they say go and put the money in the account, don't take some out of it. Now imagine that it was for you and you were sending somebody and the person was taking the money. How will you feel? I'm not communicating here. Yeah. I know you have all kinds of excuses. And now And now to Now all of those things, it's true it's true, it's true. it's true. It's true. It's true. Let's not deny those things. Yes, but it, there is no justification to do what is wrong. I'm not communicating here. Yeah, stick with the truth. That's it. So, learn to handle other people's things just as you... The Bible says in Luke chapter 6, verse 31, just as you want men to do to you, you must, you also do to them likewise. Whatever you would that men do unto you. And when it comes to Philippians chapter 2, he says, look not to your own interest, but also on the interest of other people. Don't look at your own interest. Hey, they say the pressure bomb me, so, no, they don't do it like that. Are you here with me? Yeah, you don't do it like that. You don't do it like that. There's, there's pressure. But that's why you must pass the test. Because where there's no pressure, it's not a test. You have to be pressed. So do it like you do your own things. How come they pay you for a job and you are always getting there two hours late? You always get there and you always have a genuine excuse for coming late. Now, if it was your own and you had as a number of your staff coming late repeatedly, some of you are even saying, "Come fire and fast. So if that law is to be applied to you, you'll be jobless and you'll become another prayer point. Lord, miracle jobs. Am <laughs> I communicating here at all? Learn to handle other people's things like you would your own thing. Your own thing. Somebody gives you a shot, take care of him like you would your own. Somebody gives you uh, uh, his uh, shirt, treat it well. He should treat it well. I'm not communicating here. Like you would your own thing. There are some people, the moment you give your thing to them, by the time you get back, everything is destroyed. And it's, listen, it's very, 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 it's almost like a culture, a second nature to all Ghanaians. We don't handle other people's things well. Yeah. We are always, and we are very aggressive at getting our own things. And most of the time, our, in our quest to get our own things, we destroy other people's things. And when you are destroyed, God is not a destroyer. God is a builder. Yeah. Am I communicating here? Your master may be wicked. Look at Joseph, uh, Jacob. Jacob's master was a very wicked master. He, he swindled Jacob many times. But Jacob kept himself and he was faithful. When the time came, God multiplied him. The wealth of Laban was not stolen by Jacob. It was transferred to him supernaturally by God. Because Jacob had been faithful. Am I communicating here? If you have been doing corner, 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 there is no way you would have gotten it. Be faithful. Be faithful. Don't be taking uh, your, your uh, material from your staff. You go to work and then government uh, bond paper, you take it. Then you use it to go and make photocopy for your child. Who is in the investing? Use it. When you go, it will reduce the cost of photocopy. Listen, it will also reduce her intelligence level and it will affect a lot of things about her destiny and his destiny. i Am not communicating here? Be careful. One pin from off. Don't take it. You don't need it. I'm not communicating here. Let, no. You see, you have to think like that. That's how the Bible says. Work. If, listen, if you are working for somebody and you think you work like you are working for yourself, you are ready for God to entrust something greater to you. Praise the Lord. But if your agenda is to make sure you deal with this man, raise capital and build your own quickly because you feel that he's getting too much money, God will make sure that you may never even build one. And if you do build one, he will give you someone who is uh, seven times wicked than yourself. And he will come there. And he will teach you lesson. Say lesson. Lesson. (laughs) Okay. So that's the first thing. Number two, be guided by the principle of seed time and harvest in your handling of other people's things. When you're handling other people's things, be guided by the principle of seed time and what? Say seed time and harvest say seed time, see time and harvest okay what does the bible says in genesis chapter 8 verse 22 after the flood god instituted a policy that was actually in existence but he he magnified it after the flood because this was already there before the flood god put a seed in everything he created he said whose seed was in itself so once a seed is there you have to plant it and then you can see harvest but he made it very clear. He said, while the earth remains. Somebody say, "What the earth remains. Wild. Sea time and what? Wild. Sea time and Wild. cold and East. summer and winter. Day and night shall not cease. This is not an Old Testament thing. This is also repeated in the New Testament. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 and 2. Look at it. Everything on earth has its own time and its season. Look at There is a time for birth and death planting and reaping somebody say planting and reaping planting. so there's a time for planting and reaping and when that time comes to plant be careful what you are planting are you here with me yeah when you are planting when it, you are in the time like for instance you are finished school you are doing your national service or you have a dream of building your own uh, career be a hospital whatever someday and now you are working in somebody's private facility or even government facility be careful what you are planting there because this is a time of planting the time of reaping will be when you have built your own and we have come to inaugurate it and then you are about to start operation. That is your own time of reaping. And at that time, if you planted laziness, slothfulness, lethargy, and uh, frame and unfaithfulness, that's what you'll be harvesting. Am I communicating here? And if the adventure you sow seeds like that, and they are biting hard at you, I pray that the mercy of God will give you another chance. Amen. Can somebody give me an amen? amen? But if you are presently doing that, I pray that the grace of God will bring conviction to your heart, amen. so you will stop now. Am I communicating here? Galatians chapter six verse seven. He said, "Be not deceived; God is not of m- whatever man sows the same shall reap." Sometimes people sow uh, mango, and they they are they are expecting that they will reap. Uh, Coco, no or orange you see that's why he said don't be deceived don't deceive yourself you think you are smart you know people who do that they always think they are smart i'm out must i'm uh, out, outsmarting the system i'm outwitting it listen you are not outwitting anything it's your own destiny and future you're outwitting are you here with me look i like the cv version he said you cannot fool god you can't fool god so don't make a fool of yourself you will harvest what you plant You can't fool God. Don't make a fool out of yourself. You harvest what you plan. Number three, be a trusted burden bearer for those who depend on you for assistance. Be a trusted burden bearer. Somebody say, a trusted burden bearer. If somebody is by you, his head is down, help the person. Be a trusted burden bearer. Let's say it together. Be a trusted burden bearer for those who depend on you for your assistance. Now, look at Genesis 39-4. So, Potiphar gave complete administrative responsibility over everything he owed. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food he ate. Okay? He didn't worry about a thing. He was a trusted burden bearer. There was no, there was no time uh, Potiphar went to bed and he was thinking, yeah, hey, this business, will it work? Will it? No, no, no. He, he could sleep and sleep well because he knows I have a solid man on ground. There were no concerns with Joseph there. When you are there, does your boss still have concerns? Some of us are such a source of concern that even while our bosses are there, we are a source of concern. While we are there. All right? There was no concern whatsoever. There was no concern. You see, when you meet one who is faithful with other people staying there, eh? <laughs> his life is beautiful. If you are on your job, they have to be repeating the same thing to you again and again, again, and again. You are not a trusted burden bearer. Because I've given you the job. Why should I keep on coming back to you again and again, again and again, telling you, do this, do that? Do. You are not because you are still giving him burdens. But when Joseph was there, the Bible said he had no worries, he knows that everything will be sorted out. Do you have to be reminded of the same instruction again and again? Do you Are you the type of person who needs constant supervision? You have to be, and most Ghanaians are like that. Constant supervision. If you want a Ghana man to do a good job for you, you have to do the job with him. Yeah, I told architect. I told him. That what I've realized as a pastor, if you want a Ghanaian man to do a job for you and you want a quality job, you have to do the job with him. Now listen, I'm paying you to do a job so that I'll use my time to make the money to come and pay you. Now if I stop that job and I'm staying with you, how do I pay you? Am I communicating here? And unfortunately, most people are like that. You have to stay there with the person. They can't work without supervision. Church, Pastors, if senior pastor is not there, everything is in disarray. Thank God, this place is not like that. Yeah. Am I communicating here? Yeah, yeah. You see, if you are a good burden bearer, it's in the absence of your boss that is really seen. When your boss is not around, that's where you step in, so people don't even feel his absence. Am I communicating here? That's a good burden bearer. That's a good. Be, be a burden bearer. If you are like this, eh? I'm telling you, no demon will be strong to bring you down. Mm-hmm. Unbelievers carry these traits and they get promoted. And believers with all their tongues with confession of favor are stagnated in life. You see, the life in Christ is such that If you understand it and you live it, there is no way an unbeliever can be compared to you in any way. You won't say an amen. amen. You won't say an amen. amen. <laughs> you can say a better memory. amen. There's no way. That's why it's sad, pitiful, and very, very depressing to know a believer, see a Christian who is desiring to be like an unbeliever. There is nothing in an unbeliever you should desire. Am I communicating here? Because the life in Christ is so rich, is so blessed, it's so precious, it's so peaceful. They are envying you. And because your eyes are blind, you are envying them. Am I communicating here? That's it. So that's it. If you need frequent reminders on a responsibility already given you, you are not a good burden bearer. May you be a good burden bearer. Yeah. A trusted burden bearer. Number four, know your limit and never abuse opportunities given to you. If you are going to be a good faithful steward, a faithful person with other people, know your limits. Somebody say know your limits. Yeah. Know your limits. If your boss has not communicated that to you, let him come clear. Know your limits and don't. Obviously, here it was clearly communicated. He gave him everything. Joseph said, As for you, he didn't add you. You are my limit. Mm-hmm. I can do anything in this office, but touching you, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a point of uh, consideration. Huh. Then Joseph sat down. Mrs. Potifa. she be sharp, woman. See her hips. I think one night with her will not be bad. No, she already made up this is her limit. It's a limit, no go area. So I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm not communicating here. If Joseph had been nursing uh, dreams of uh, flirtatious dreams and affection with her. Ah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That, is, that would have been his song. I'm not communicating here. Yeah. Nyami Boshe oh. Abem, where Yeah, because you see, that is a dream in his heart. The last in his heart he's saying is Nyami Boshen. Are you here with me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't see it as an opportunity to gain. He saw it as an opportunity for destruction. It's as, as a doorway to his destruction. Say no, I won't touch you. You are my limit. Know your limit and don't abuse opportunities. Listen, you are a slave boy. You are about to be killed. I bought you. brought you to my house. You started as a, 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 a cleaner in my house. I promoted you, made you a leader of all the people in the house. And then later on, I committed everything in the house to you. Later on, I committed everything in the field and in the house to you. This is how I've raised it. There's nobody in my absence. You are the next person. You are the greatest person. All of these things I have done for you. For his law. Joseph knew that. And he was grateful for that. Will you be grateful to your boss? Do you know that many people have written applications they don't get a job? You think it's your qualification, eh? That's the thing that deceives a lot of people. You think you are sharp. May I submit to you, some people are sharper than you. They are so sharp that their head is like razor blade. And yet, they can't find a placement in life because the race of life is not to the sharp or to the intelligent, but the grace of God sorts it out at all times. I'm not going to them. So work in humility. Thank your boss. Have you ever written a note of thanks to your boss at the end of the year? Boss, thank you for paying my salary all this year. Particularly those of us who work in the private firms. Government, you will see him. So the best thanksgiving you can give to government is to do government job well. Am I communicating here? Yeah, because when, when, somebody, when you do a work assigned you well, you are simply telling the person who gave you the job, thank you for uh, hiring me. Am I communicating here? That's key. Know your limit and never abuse opportunities given you. Joseph had so much opportunity. Everything was under his care. He will not abuse it. Because this woman just brought herself. He said, I, were not, I was not put under your care. I want to bring myself under your care. Joseph said, I refuse to take you. I refuse to take you. Number five, never lose your consciousness of God as your ultimate boss and rewarder, regardless of whoever you are working for. Somebody say, never lose, never lose your consciousness. Say, never lose your consciousness. Lose your consciousness. Of God. Of God. As, your, As your ultimate boss and rewarder, regardless of whoever you are working. Yeah, you may be working for a wicked boss like a uh, Laban, but be faithful. You may be working for a very kind boss, be faithful. You see, your real boss in Christ, you know who your real boss is? Your real boss and master is Christ. Are you here with me? Now, can we see that? That's what Joseph was aware of. He said, how can I do such a wicked thing and sin against Potiphar? No. Because when Potiphar uh, gets angry with me and throws me into the prison, I have somebody who is superior to Potiphar who can say, bring me out of the prison. And that God, he only would intervene for me when he finds my work in the secret good. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The people God rewards openly are the people who do secret works well. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. The people who God rewards openly. Yeah. If you see that somebody is making progress, don't think. say maybe how or I'm not communicating here. Secretly. Secretly. They are doing things. The Bible says, your father in heaven who sees you in the secret shall reward thee openly. When the woman lied on Joseph and Joseph was taken into prison, everybody thought, including the woman, that he was finished. He didn't know that nobody saw, nobody in Egypt knew that Joseph, Joseph ran away from the woman. Nobody knew. But one day, when the landlord, Pharaoh of Egypt, decided that Joseph, there's an accusation on his life. In Ghana, if they give you a rape case... I'm sure there are certain positions you may not. If a criminal case is placed on your life, that uh, lawyer, there are some c- issues when they put on you, you can be barred from political office. No, so yeah. there are things you can do. This man, no election, no nothing, and he was the, the best thing is that he was not even a native; he was a stranger from a place they didn't like. That's why I tell people all the time: listen. If you do what God tells you to do, no demon will be too big to bring you down. So don't worry about demons and witches and wizards. They are there. I will not dispute their presence. But when you don't give them room, they won't touch you. They won't touch you in Jesus' name. Joseph said, I can't do this and sin against my boss up there. I know he's watching me now. And he will be evaluating my... He will be evaluating my... Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. Slaves, Ephesians 6. Slaves, you must obey your earthly masters, show them great respect and be loyal to them as you are to Christ. Now, verse five, 6, he says, verse 6, Treat, Try to please them at all times and not just when you think you think they are watching you. You are slaves of Christ. So, Potiphar was not there watching, but God was there watching. Do you, do you see that? You are slaves of Christ. So, with your whole heart, you must do what God wants you to do. Verse 7, he says... Gladly serve your masters as though they were the Lord himself and not simply people. Look at verse. You know that you will be rewarded for any good things you do, whether you are slaves or free. Am I communicating here? Yeah, so so it's not your boss that should determine when you come to work. It's not your boss that should determine how you run your work. You are faithful because you know I have only one boss and his name is Christ. May the Lord grant us the grace. May God grant us the wisdom. May God grant us the discipline to be faithful with other people's things. And in the name of Jesus, receive grace. Lift up your hands and receive grace. Grace to be faithful with other people's things. Grace to be faithful with other people's things. Other people's things. Other people's wives. Other people's phones. Don't steal it. It's for somebody else. You come to church... You see that somebody's wallet has fallen to the ground. It's for other people. Don't steal it. Somebody's phone. Don't pick it. It's for other people. Treat it. Treat it. Treat it. Treat it well. Open your mouth and begin to pray. You come to church. You don't chew gum and put it under the desk. It's other people's things. It's for God. Don't desecrate the temple of God. I want you to receive grace before I release impartation for increase and growth upon it. Listen, God, God, listen, 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 listen. Say of the Spirit of God, I'm bringing you into a season and a time where you will be owners of great things. That's a prophetic word. That dispensation is coming and it's coming very shortly. Owners of things Owners of big things Owners of industries Owners of great businesses In the name of Jesus God is bringing us to that place That is what I hear in my spirit But you have to pass the test of faithfulness Pass it Lift up your hands I decree the release of grace upon you Grace to pass the test The shop you are running Grace to pass the test the saloon you are running for your boss, grace to pass the test, the barbering shop you are running, grace to pass the test, the clothing shop you are managing, grace to pass the test, the pharmacy shop you are in charge, grace to pass the test, the facility you are lo- doing locum, in, grace to pass the test, in the name of Jesus, and I declare that the favor of God that makes people honest, that favor is released upon you, that favor is released upon you, that favor is released upon you, So it shall be in your life. Amen. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief I am justified and by my confession I am saved. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you. Join us again and again. We are blessed.
0: And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 pm to 8 pm, our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakoma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santaseranabouts, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. <laughs>